Welcome to the Wealth Equation Podcast with me, Wealth Ninja, Kristen Wunsch. If you want to be wealthy, but money feels like physics and the thought of making a budget makes you want to die, stick around. Here, we break it all down super simply. We demystify wealth so you run your money instead of your money running you. We're here to ditch the hustle, earn more, hold more, and grow more simply. We're coming in hot with practical teachings, deep mindset shifts, and the perfect amount of woo-woo so that you become the kind of woman who creates wealth with ease. Money is a dance party if you let it be. You were born for wealth, and by pressing play, your up-level begins. Happy freaking New Year, beauties. Oh my goodness, how was your 2022? I cannot even believe we are rolling into a new year. Time just seems to fly by, doesn't it? I know that this is such a time of year to really reflect on, you know, doing a year in review, reflecting on all the things that have occurred and what you've created and and setting yourself up to create a really powerful vision for 2023. And I love this process. The energy of a new year, like new chapters, new beginnings just feels so expansive for me. And I was on a live stream the other day, I was listening, you know, to the the woman leading the call. And she was talking about how this is often a time of year where people, you know, reflect on what's unfolded and they have all these things that they haven't done and these things that they haven't created. And it, it often makes, you know, makes us feel down. And I was sitting there thinking, whoa, that has so not been my experience. <laughs> my experience of the last year has is just such deep gratitude, like deep gratitude and celebration and excitement for what has unfolded, for what I have created, for what has manifested. And then I went and I actually went back and I, I have this whiteboard where I wrote down 10 things that I was intending for this year to, to create, to bring to life. And I actually only brought to life four out of 10 of them. <laughs> so if you do the math on it, most of the things I intended for the last year didn't occur. I mean, I've made progress on some of them, but, and yet my experience of the year was not lack, was not looking at the gap. And I think this is such an important thing to remember is that when you create goals or vision, I don't like to use the word goals because it's goals are boring goals or something you think you should do, but a vision, you know, dreams are things that you create and they feel exciting, but remember that you made up the goal. <laughs> you made up the number. You created the timeline around it. And so reflecting on what is your relationship to your goals or to your vision and to the gap. If you have a list of 10 things that you were intending for the last year and most of them didn't occur, is your relationship to that that it's not good enough, that you're not good enough, that things aren't good enough? I want you to really remember and recognize that when you're an ambitious human being, your goals are really fucking big. <laughs> You're playing a big game. I could have easily set much smaller goals for last year and crushed them all, but it doesn't feel exciting for me to do that. It feels really expansive for me to set big goals, to have a big vision, to have big dreams, and know that it might take me longer than I intended to make it happen, to create it. So when you think about setting your vision for this upcoming year, I want you to remember that. Big goals, a big vision is not a bad thing. And when it doesn't happen in the time that you thought it should, remember that you made up the numbers anyway. Nothing has gone wrong. When you think about, I want to talk to you about how to create a record-breaking 2023. 
And that often, you know, if you're setting big goals, you're playing a big game, you're really creating something you've never done before, that will involve breaking through upper limits. And whether that ceiling for you is 200 grand a year or 500 grand a year, a million, whatever that next level is, there will always be a part of your brain that thinks it's not possible. So when you look at that and when that comes up for you, if it comes up for you, a little bit of self-doubt, even that imposter syndrome, all of that is totally normal. But today I want to talk about something deeper. So usually the process of creating anything is becoming aware of the beliefs that you're primarily operating from and choosing those beliefs very intentionally so that you can take the actions you want and get the results that you you desire. So, you know, it's the difference between holding the belief that you're a $100,000 earner and holding the belief that you are a $500,000 earner. The actions that come from those beliefs are different and the results are obviously different. But today I want to talk about deeper blocks. So it's not just about finding the right direction or finding the right actions. It's the deeper blocks are often when you have the experience of having one foot on the gas pedal and one foot on the brake pedal at the same time. This can appear if you have been at the same level of earning for a while, or you have a new goal that's a really big leap, or if you feel like maybe you're on a roller coaster, you've had the same goal for a really long time and you just can't seem to hit it. Or, you know, that feeling of being on that roller coaster where you might come into a lot of money, you might hit a certain level and then it just all evaporates. Either you give it away or the flow stops coming to you. Some of the clues here can be if you have ceilings And these are deeper beliefs that we're going to dive into. But if you, I want you to ask yourself and really reflect on what do you believe about people who are wealthier than you? That can be one of your first clues. Do you judge other people for having more? Do you believe that more money comes with more problems? I was on the beach with a friend the other day going for a walk and we were talking about, you know, our vision or our dreams for the upcoming year. And he was telling me that at a certain level of income, it's a very heavy responsibility. So he had, you know, this vision for X amount and above that was where the heavy responsibility comes from. And we actually unpacked it. It was so interesting. He had picked up those beliefs from watching other people earning at that level, having a lot of responsibility and it felt very heavy. And so he was holding himself back from getting there because simply because of that belief. I want you to really reflect on where that might be coming up for you. I'm going to take you through three, three (laughs) three-ish beliefs or places that you might be experiencing these upper limits and how you can begin to start dissolving them. Honestly, when it comes to these upper limits and any kind of blind spot, it really awareness is one of the most powerful steps that you can take because often we're just operating from, we're operating from our blind spots. We're operating from the place of we just believe certain things to be true and we don't see them. So we can't question them. You know, in my example on the beach with my friend, 
he just believed it was true that X level of income came with heavy responsibility. So creating awareness of this is the most powerful way to begin shifting this. So as I go through these, I want you to really reflect on where this might be coming up for you. One of the first things that I see many women limiting themselves with is when they don't trust themselves with money. If you believe, and not just more money equals more problems, but if you think about, think about doubling your income, would you know what to do with it if it were to come in? I had one woman describe it as recently on a call, the feeling of being overwhelming. If she had that much money, it would be overwhelming because she didn't know what to do with it. So when you think about double the amount of money coming in, what would break? What would break in your business? What problems might occur? Would you know how to manage it? Would you know how to allocate it? You know, making decisions about investments? Or would it feel really confusing for you? What problems would double? You know, what would it, if you think about, this is a really good experience to drop into is imagine yourself with even five times the amount of money you made last year. What does that feel like in your body? And get really honest with yourself because where your mind often wants to go to is, oh my God, of course it would feel amazing. But if you dig a little deeper, often what's under that feeling of amazing, the conscious mind is saying it, it's amazing, but the subconscious, the body might actually be telling you a different story. Another one of these limits that comes up is the belief inherently that there's something wrong with money, that money is evil. Evil might not be a word that resonates for you. Maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. But the idea of you having more money, that that's, there's something inherently wrong with that. This often comes up for people if they have a really religious upbringing. I remember my, my dad used to say that having excess is a bad thing. And so I spent years having just enough. <laughs> I was literally continuing to create the experience of having just enough because my nervous system was so used to having just enough, not more than enough, not luxury, not anything in excess. If you come into a lot of money or you have come into a lot of money and then you find yourself giving it away, this could be what's coming up for you. You might believe that someone else deserves it more. You don't deserve to have all that money. So if you're giving all of your money away or a lot of it, it doesn't quite make sense. Because if you really trusted yourself with money, you would know that the more you have, the more you'd have to invest, the more your money makes money, and the more you have to give. I want you really questioning some of these beliefs, and they're super sneaky. Your mind will always have rational reasons why this occurs, so be really aware of this. Giving seems like a really logical and honorable reason, like an honorable thing to be doing with your money, and it absolutely is. But if you're giving so much of it away that you don't have enough for yourself to grow or even feel really secure and stable, it's really worth looking at what's driving that. More money for me and my business has meant I can give full scholarships away for my program to women that could not literally afford it otherwise. 
It's given me the capacity to hire more help, which allows me to serve more women at a much higher level. It allows my customer experience to be exceptional because it's not just me running around like a chicken with my head cut off trying to help everybody. I'm a better human because I'm well-resourced. When you have more, you have more mental space to be more selfless, to be more generous. When you don't have enough, when you don't have enough to feel secure or stable or really expanded, you're more focused on you because you're trying to meet your needs and make sure that you're safe than other people. So if I gave everything away, I would really have to spend a lot of time focusing on my own needs. When you think about having the idea of having more money, often we believe, and this is one of the most common limits, one of the most common beliefs I see and have experienced myself, absolutely, is the idea that more money is going to come at a cost to you. And this can appear in a number of different ways. So the first is partnership. Are you worried about earning more than your partner? What do you believe your partner will feel about the idea of you earning more? I had a call that I was on with a beautiful woman and she came to the call wanting to discuss her business strategy to hit her next six figures. And of course we can talk strategy all day long. Like strategy is my jam. (laughs) I love a little bit of strategy and I love really going deep on how to build and scale and, and grow businesses. But what was really there for her, what was deeper when we unpacked some of it, was that the idea of actually hitting that level, of course, her conscious mind wanted it. Her conscious mind had been looking at that goal for a while and was like, of course, that amount of money would do great things for my family, for me, all the things. And what was really deeply there for her was what it would do to the dynamic between her and her partner. And so, of course, her nervous system didn't feel safe to actually generate that much money. And so you think that you're taking the same actions, but you're actually not. You're holding yourself back in certain ways. You're like subtly self-sabotaging or playing really small or doing things that aren't actually consistent with getting the level of income that you desire. So what is there for you? Another place that you might believe that it's going to cost you something is in friendships or your family. Do you have friends that will genuinely be happy for you? If you were to 10x what you're making right now, how would your friends feel about it? Would they judge you? Are you afraid that your family will judge you? Are you afraid that people will ask you for money or that it will change the dynamic? I want you to know that there are actually two pieces to this, and this isn't something I talk about openly very often. When you think about what more money will do to your relationships, some of it's in your mind, you know, especially when it comes to your partnership, you know, there might be things that you think your partner is going to feel about it that aren't actually even true, but you've never discussed it. And so your mind is often a, a fairy tale about what that's going to do to you and your partner actually might have a completely different, completely different beliefs, completely different thoughts about it. 
So some of it's in your mind, really going deep on unpacking what's what's true and what's not. And then the reality is that some of it is real. <laughs> My dad actually has mentioned to me before because he's very religious and bless him, that works for him and that feels good for him. And he told me, I remember years ago, and he's probably said it a number of times growing up, is that money is evil. And that is partly, you know, what he believes. And so on this journey for me, as I went through this process years ago, I actually asked him, you know, my my goals, my dreams, my intentions for money are massive. So if you believe that money and wealth are evil, will you think that I'm evil? <laughs> and that conversation is not, it's not a comfortable one to have, but it gave me clarity. And what he actually, you know, described for me was that a lot of my beliefs about it, what was in my mind was not true. And of course he still loves me. So having those conversations provides clarity and it allows you to, to really unpack some of those beliefs. And then, you know, what I mentioned before is some of it is real. <laughs> some of it is real. There will be friends that will judge you. There will be family members that ask you for money or feel weird. When I think about my dynamic with my parents, you know, it is weird for them. <laughs> the more money I make, it is weird for them. It's an amount of money that no one in my family has ever created before. So of course it's foreign. And that's okay. That's really okay. You guys get to decide how you navigate that. So it's not about, the question isn't, how are other people going to feel about your wealth? It's whether you are going to let other people's feelings determine what you create in the world. Maybe you choose to spend time with people that have more of your values. Maybe you just don't, don't discuss money with those people or those family members. Maybe you're cautious about how you share it. And that's okay. It doesn't have to mean your relationship dissolves or that you can't have those people in your life, but you get to decide how you show up. I want to make this abundantly clear. I've said this before and I'll say it again. You being wealthy is good for the world. And I want you to know too how quickly some of these can shift. One of my clients came in recently and has been running her business for 10 years. She's always been like kind of at the same income band. She's never really reached beyond a certain level. And literally doing this work and shifting through some of these blocks, I watched her have her record a record month. She doubled what she had been earning before. And then a month later, she basically quadrupled it. Basically inside of three months, her entire life has changed. I want you to know how quickly some of these things can shift. There are beliefs that you'll become aware of that change everything for you very, very quickly. Some of them take longer to shift and that's okay too. Another belief that you might have or be holding or limit is if you think that your wealth or earning more is going to come at a cost to your health or your time. If you believe that, you know, doubling your income, doubling your revenue is going to require you to hustle or to work twice as hard, of course, you're going to be holding yourself back. 
our business revenue more than doubled last year. And I'll tell you, I didn't work twice as much. I actually worked less. When your beliefs are different, your decisions are different. Because I believed it was possible to scale my business without hustling, I was constantly looking for ways to create that. And to be honest with you, one of the reasons I was so diligent about doing that is because my last business was built from a place of hustle and overworking and grinding, and it didn't feel good. I was exhausted. And I have seen so many examples of people that have built businesses in that way. And it was actually really difficult for me to find examples of people that had built businesses in a different way, but I'm constantly looking for them. I'm constantly looking for expansion, for evidence to support those beliefs because I'm not going back to the other way. It just isn't happening. I would question my decisions every time I started to stray off course. This isn't just a once and done. You don't just create a belief and then you forget all about it and you're just operating from this new paradigm. Of course, you're going to try to revert back to the old ways of operating. Every time I wanted to launch a new program or a new offer, rather than focus on what was working, which is my core program, Women's Money Mastery, and really doing the work to grow that, to hone that, to refine that, to get clients even better and better and better results, getting momentum, more and more momentum in the same direction is way easier than spreading myself in 17 different places. Every time I wanted to complicate my business, I really had to take myself back to the place of it gets to be easy. Your reptilian brain will always override the frontal lobe. So rational decision-making, you'll think that you'll believe that your decisions are coming from a rational place, but often really what's happening is your nervous system just needs to feel safe. And so we make decisions emotionally and we justify rationally. When it comes to upper limits, you will always have what seems to be like a logical reason for the decisions. When you go deep on this, you have to really be rigorous with yourself. This could come up for you, for example, if you make a smaller investment in a training or a coaching program or a team member. When you actually know that what's in alignment and what's going to get you the growth is the bigger investment that feels scary. This happens a lot when it comes to saying no to money. Saying no to money is has got to be one of the hardest things for people to do, myself included. And your brain is probably asking, why on earth would you say no to money? In the beginning of last year, I had a contract that was offered to me, and it was a significant chunk of money. It was almost six figures, which is not small. And in thinking about it, I, you know, the contract and the work itself was aligned in a lot of ways. It was doing work I was great at with women I loved that I knew I could really support, but it wasn't my core offer. It was slowly taking me a little bit off track. When I was making the decision about the contract, one of the things I asked myself was if I fully believed that I could earn this amount of money through my core business, my core offer, would I be a yes to this money, to this contract? And the answer was no. So saying yes to that money was actually coming from a place of scarcity, coming from a place of I didn't trust that more money would be on the other side of it, the, the deeper alignment. The, I was intending or I was about to make a short-term decision 
that sacrificed a little bit of the long term. And so I turned it down. I said no to it. And I said no to it knowing that, you know, my next launch was five months away. I had no certainty around what that looks like. And it was one of the best decisions I ever made because of course there was more behind it. And we went on to have, I think our best launch of the entire business five months later. So you've got to be really rigorous with yourself around your decision-making. It's why coaching is so valuable because you become aware of your blind spots. Otherwise you're just operating from beneath them. I'm constantly getting my own coaching because I always have my own blind spots that are holding me back, that are keeping me from really creating what I want with, with intention, with power. So as you move into 2023 and you think about what you're creating this year, I want you to get excited for that big, bold, juicy vision. I want you to fall in love with the process of growth along the way. And as you bump into these limits and uncover things you weren't seeing before, I want you to get excited. Lean in. Because on the other side of that is everything you say you desire. Here is to a magical, wildly expansive 2023. It is going to be a fucking vibe, I promise. Remember, you were born for wealth. It's a gift to vibe with you here every week. If you're digging the content, I would be honored if you'd leave a rating, a review, and subscribe to the show. Not just for me, but it's how women just like you find the pod. It truly is how we can all make an impact. More women being ridiculously fucking wealthy and building a life of their wildest dreams. 